0: Every single entrepreneur needs to hear that.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Unstoppable Marketer Podcast.
0: Perfection is the enemy of
1: greatness. Where we discuss quick, actionable marketing tips, tricks, and trends. You've got to learn how to fail up in this business. Now, please welcome your hosts. Brands have to get their heads out of their ROAS, dude. That is the most underrated
0: marketing hack
1: Trevor Crump and Mark Goldhart. I mean,
0: at that point, you're absolutely unstoppable. Yo, what's going on everybody? Uh, welcome to the Unstoppable Marketer, Mark. What's happening, my friend?
1: Not much. Just living the life, living the dream. Excited to talk about our subject today.
0: It's yeah, an interesting a, one. Today's a good subject. I think um I, I think it's I think that it gets talked about, but I don't think I don't think people dive into it deep enough to understand, you know, how important it really is and what we can really do with it. So um, I'm excited to dive a little bit deeper like we always do.
1: It's also the tip
0: of the iceberg. It's true.
1: Like What we're going to talk about today is really just the tip of a huge marketing and psychology iceberg. Yeah. (laughs) There's so many ways you could talk about it and we could talk about it for hours. But for today, we want to keep it light.
0: Yeah, I love it. Well, let's, let's just introduce the topic. So the topic today is touch points. Let's talk about touch points. Why don't you define what touch points are? A touch point is, I think
1: the easiest way to think about this in today's world of digital marketing is every time you are seen by a potential consumer, right? Every time they have an interaction with you, yep, online. Or physically, I mean, if you have a brick and mortar, right? Like that's also a touch point. But yeah, but for digital marketing, it's every time you interact or are seen by a consumer.
0: Yep, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I I like what you said. Like it, it could be it could be something physical or it could be something digitally. But at the end of the day, it's just another brand connecting with its consumer. Like that's that's the definition of a touch point. Now, when we look at touch points. There's a couple different types of touch points, right? There's two different kind of ways that you can experience a touch point.
1: Yeah, there's two ways of thinking it. obviously there's like omnichannel touch points. Right. So you, you can you can have interactions and you can be seen by people on Google Ads or at your store on your website, on your social profile yep. or in social ads. Yep. Right. And then there's touch point strategies within each of those mediums. Like on Facebook ads, you can have a touch point strategy looking at frequencies and all of right. that. So,
0: right. Which means essentially you're going to be seen more times within within that specific it. channel medium. Whatever, exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I like the distinguish between the two because I think when think about touch points, I think a lot of people just think about the Omni one where you have to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Where at the end of the day, You also can build a strategy in which you are just in the same channel, you know, at a, at a different frequency or at a different pace. And I think that's super important, you know, I love that. Yeah. I love that
1: point because it's true. And, and sometimes it's not feasible for someone to be in multiple channels. Totally.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's a lot easier to do the more touch points within the same channel than it is to be omnipresent. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a there's a law in marketing uh, for those of you who've heard this before. There's a law in marketing called the rule of seven, and essentially what the rule of seven means is you have to be introduced, or you have to you have to see a brand, a product, or a message at least seven times before, as a consumer, you're going to be interested in taking an action on that brand, product, or service. I think this was something actually that was introduced. Now, this, is, this could be Wikipedia information here. So just, you know, you know how a good Wikipedia source is. <laughs> but, but I've read it a few different, in a few different places. This was introduced, I believe, in the early 30s. And it was introduced by the, um, by the movie industry. You know, so advertisements back then for movies was to put up posters everywhere, and so people they had done their research to say, well, somebody's got to walk past that specific poster at least seven times or a number of posters before they're actually going to say, you know, what I'm going to buy a ticket for that movie, and that that law of seven has been. I mean, we're, we're 2000, we're, we're in we're in 2022, right? So we're almost a hundred years later, and. Marketers are still using that principle like it's nobody else's business.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And and the thing to remember about this original principle is that is one one medium they were operating in. Those were movie posters. Yeah. yeah. At the time, they they weren't counting radio advertisements or TV advertisements. So so uh, keep that in mind. Um, today in social media, you can you can have those seven touch points, perhaps just from your profile.
0: Yeah. You gotta have right. live, a story, a feed post,
1: an influencer a reel,
0: post about you, all in one platform. Yep.
1: Yeah. And and there is psychology behind it. So obviously, marketing research discovered this long time ago. But there is plenty of psychology that correlates repetition with believability. So the more someone hears a statement, the more likely they are to believe it. Or identify with it, yeah, right. Which is explains why Coca Cola is willing to spend billions of dollars. It seems just to have their ads everywhere all of the time, yeah. Because well, now I'm going to associate Coca Cola a lot more than I do with Pepsi,
0: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think one of the other things that's been it's been interesting throughout my marketing career uh, as I've made big, I've made mistakes, and I've learned things and had bigger wins is it's not always just about being seen as well. It's about what the message is. It's about what you're sharing with the consumer as well to help them move through that, let's call it that seven touchpoint funnel journey. Oh, yeah. Or whatever the number is, right? It's it's probably not seven, and it's probably actually a lot more nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. I was back in the 30s, and (laughs) now that there's been, I mean... I think I've heard that people on average consume over 300 yards of scrolling in social media a day, right? Oh, you know? that's
1: so painful.
0: Which is crazy. And that's, that's just talking crazy. social media. That's not saying the ads people are seeing. That's not saying the billboards they're driving by, right? So we're, we're consuming so much more media nowadays that, that that rule of seven is probably doubled, you know, and maybe even tripled by now. Who knows? Um, Insane. But back to what I was saying right it's it's also not just about being seen, it's about what you're sharing right from a messaging perspective,
1: yeah so within within your touch points, it's a uh, quality over quantity, yeah, or perhaps it's not a question of quality or quantity, it's both, sure, exactly, right? yeah. I mean, let's take. I'm just trying to think of a good example. Like, not every touchpoint is is good. Well, that is true. Let's think about what was the water company where there's a hurricane. There was something going on, and they're like, "Oh yeah, buy our water." Oh, and people then, water. People water. People water.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tell tell the consumers about, about yeah. T- talk to about about that that problem. Okay, so
1: people water. For people those of you who don't know, they. They were a water brand. They were on the rise. They had celebrity backing, if I remember right.
0: Yeah. Or, and if they hadn't had it yet, they were just getting into it. I know this about them because I consulted very, very briefly for these guys, like, years and years ago. Yes. And, so they, they, they had, so the one of the owners was on The Bachelor. That's the celebrity backing that it was. That's right. Yes. And- so so this company just for everybody what they were doing is they were they were growing profit. they were a for profit business that for every bottle of water they would sell or something like that they would go out and restore or create wells for people in need in third world countries that didn't have clean water. That was like the the premise of their business model, right? That is yep. Yes. Yes.
1: So they were growing and then I, I can't remember if it was a, one of the, the hurricanes in the south or was it something? It was in the Philippines, I think. We, I, Phil- I,
0: I, I could be wrong. I think it was like an earthquake or something like that it, that had just like wiped out their water. you know. And it was a big push where a lot of businesses were donating money to help out the relief in that country. I could be wrong. The Philippines is what's coming to my mind, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is years ago. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. But what happens? their CEO or someone at the company puts out a statement of like buy our water and then we'll donate. Yeah. As people are going without water and potentially dying in this just ravished country. Yep. And well, that was a very large touch point for this company. And it,
0: I think it ruined them, right? Yeah. It's what put them pretty much under Yeah. one touch point. (laughs) Yeah. One touch point, one wrong message. Right. So it wasn't that the touch point was wrong. It was the message, right? Yes. How they buy our product and then, and then we'll go out and then we'll go out and do it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember very clearly when that happened. Well, that's
1: an interesting, interesting story about the the wrong way to get a touch point. Yeah. (laughs) And, and how quickly that, that wrong touch point can happen. But let's focus on what we can control, right? So in our messaging strategy, your first touch points, tend to be especially in this new age right like first touch points tend to be how can we offer a a feature or a benefit that can solve somebody's problem of the person that we're targeting yep right so why don't we talk about that what is the difference between a feature and a benefit because it gets a little confusing and it's important yeah. to know the the difference
0: yeah i mean i look at features as usually the what right feature is the what and and i think a really good example of that would be like right now, if you're watching, if you were looking at me right now, I would be, I'm holding up AirPods. Okay. So a feature of AirPods would be Bluetooth technology. That's a feature, right? It's the, what the benefit. So features often are the things that grab your attention. You know, like a, a new iPhone is like fastest battery, you know, or whatever what, or the what is the A1 chip for the new Apple? Yeah. The A1 chip, the, right? That's a feature. You know, it's, it's, those are the things that visually that these big, big companies can grab your attention. So features, the, what the benefit is usually the how or the why. So if I'm taking my Bluetooth headphones, all right, and the feature is, or sorry, if I'm taking my AirPods and the features Bluetooth, the the how or the why is going to be, so, you know, being able to listen without cords hands free
1: yeah a good a good way of thinking about it if we're using the airpod example is think about the commercials that Apple puts out around airpods mm-hmm. they they show people doing what like dancing exactly in the street like upside down without yep. cords right like the they're talking about the benefit and they're showing the benefit of not of of having cordless earphones that seamlessly connect with your device yep so the benefit is just kind of you're immersed in the benefits yep. and the features are there but they're not outlining all the features
0: yeah the feature the benefit is how it's going to impact your life like how you're like how you can actually use that product right I always like to say for people who are having a hard time figuring out like what the difference is between the feature and the benefit, or if they know what the feature is, but they can't get down to the benefit. I always like to use this. I I talk about it all the time. I call it the so you can method, right? And the so you can method works this way. You take what a specific feature is, you know, so Bluetooth headphones. So, and then you use the words, so you can, so feature, so you can, and then you finish the sentence. Bluetooth headphones so you can dance without getting, without chords getting in your way. Or whatever, whatever that, whatever that benefit's going to be.
1: Yeah, and if you're listening, write that down because that will help you get over any kind of writer's block per se when you're trying to come up with ads or messaging.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you can. So you can. So remember, like features will grab that attention. Benefits usually hold it right it's the story and that brings us to the
1: next point which is in your touch point strategy right your first second touch points tend to be benefits or features you're trying to capture somebody's attention mm-hmm. around a problem that hopefully you've done some marketing research on a problem that your potential persona has yep okay and then it moves on after you've addressed that You've shown them what you can do, why you can benefit their life, how you can solve their problem. What's the next step in, in this touch point strategy? Well, it's social proof. Yeah. Now the best social proof of all in this strategy is oh, I use that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you if you can get to that point where you have organic social proof, hey, well, that's that's the golden ticket right there.
0: Yeah, it's defi- tough to get though. Define social proof for everybody who's listening. Social proof really is any
1: proof outside of their experience with the brand that the brand is legit so it's third party verification it's hey you were seen in a publication or hey there's a social media influencer talking about you or even better my friend is using your your product and they think it's great so i'm gonna go buy it now
0: yeah testimonial a review anything like that it's i usually like to define it as like anything that the brand isn't saying about themselves Mm-hmm. So anytime like you said, anytime a third party is saying or talking about that specific brand, that's that's essentially social proof
1: and now, social media through facebook ads and and other mediums, it's becoming a little more nifty on how you can promote social proof, yeah, right, because you can use branded content where the ad is technically coming from an influencer or a social media personality, right. right. You can also include just as seen on imagery, yep in your ads. And you can promote that as well. Again, eventually, you want to get to the point where there's organic social proof happening down the funnel. But this is how you reinforce those benefits and the features. Yeah, it's really easy to see benefits and features. But are they legit? Yeah. Is somebody willing to take that step without verification? Yeah. Do you have testimonials on your site? That's another touch point. Think start thinking about how do you reinforce the legitimacy of your brand?
0: Yeah, I mean if we're taking the let's take the let's take the Bluetooth AirPods, right? As an example. Okay. You see the TV ad where you got the people dancing and you're recognizing the features and the benefits that it's talking about. And then you go outside and you're on your college campus or you're at work or you're at lunch and you're seeing other people with AirPods, right? It's very it's very easy for you to recognize an Apple AirPod, right? Very easy. Immediately that's social proof. Other people consuming and using that product tells you, okay, I'm seeing a lot of people using this, therefore it must be good, right? Social proof is that validation piece. It validates everything you've been seeing. And so it's important, you kind of, within your strategy, your touch point strategy, that you've got a really good mix of all of this, right? Yeah, yeah, that you
1: have a mix and... Look, not to get too deep into the subject, but something that a lot of people struggle with is like, well, how do I get the social proof? Well, sell. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, you can, if you can master those first couple of, of touch points, right? Sell your product and get social proof. Get those testimonials. I mean yeah. the best social proof is people having your product. Totally. How do you do that? Well, let's go down in these touch point strategies. You have social proof. It comes to the next messages that that we always advise people on. It's getting people to buy. You need to oftentimes, you know, the the first couple of touch points aren't good enough. So how do you then create FOMO or YOLO?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fear of missing out or you only live once, right? It's all about that urgency, you know? So a good example of FOMO might be, hey, only there's only 50 of these left in stock. Or hey, this deal is only going on for 24 more hours, right? This idea that whatever's being presented in front of you isn't going to be there for very long. Mm-hmm. And the shorter window that is, the, the more fearful that person can become, right?
1: Yep. And, and I like it because it's really two emotions, right? Like you only live once, the YOLO. How can you create that? That's really positive. Yeah. Right, it's not scarcity driven. Yeah. So that's coming up with creative messaging around the benefits, again reinforcing benefits, getting creative with why they need to get this right now. Yep, right? But it's reinforcing the positive. The FOMO is something might be taken away from them. Yeah. Oh, you might not have the opportunity to have this because we're going to sell out. Right. Oh, hey, this this deal is only around for 48 hours, so yep. you Heck better do yeah. that and and if you want more information on that our last podcast around discounts. Oh, well, yeah. I guess it's not our last one, but a couple podcasts ago, a couple pad,
0: pad-, pad- podcasts. Just go nice, listen guys? to them all, and you'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. <laughs> there's only like there's only like nine. This is our tenth, I think. So, should be a hard, great guys. way. Yeah, yeah, that
1: one. The discounts is a great way to take advantage of FOMO. So yeah, you go listen to that. But FOMO and YOLO create urgency in those touch points because there's also a point where guess what? Touch points. Become your enemy. Yeah,
0: and once you hit these p- touch points, these frequency points, what happens? If it's if the message isn't converting you right, right? If you're not putting the FOMOs, if you're not putting the YOLOs, right? If you're not doing it the right way, eventually you're gonna bypass it, and you can continue to you can continue to get in front of them, and you can continue to touch them on social and all these other different platforms, and they're they're just not gonna buy, and you're gonna waste your time and your attention and your money.
1: Yeah, negative. Yep. I mean, it might not be as bad as the people water example, right? But right. You, it's the law of diminishing returns. Like you start yeah. losing your social clout with yep. people if you become annoying, if you're retargeting too much, if, if, you, if you already wore out your
0: welcome in a way. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Too much, right? It happens all the time, right? You get hit way too often. You know, everybody, everybody has that one person who emails them five times a day you know, or sends them a LinkedIn message five times. You know what I mean? Like eventually like too much is too much.
1: Yeah. Get out of my face.
0: Yeah. And, and you're not gonna be right. What I love about this conversation, dude, is we've kind of almost, for those of you, if you, if you paid attention, like we've kind of walked you through almost like a marketing funnel, but from a touch point and messaging perspective, right? You know, each one of these different messages and touch points <clears throat> work better at different parts of the funnel. Right. So, for an example, like when Mark was talking features, that stuff is really awesome at the top of the funnel to grab your attention. Right. Whereas, if like the very, very first thing somebody sees is a raving testimonial about headphones, that might not be the best first thing for somebody to see because it's the first time they're ever hearing about it. So, I don't really care what other people think about it yet because I don't even know what it is. Mm hmm. Right, so there's also a little bit of magic and expertise in marketing that says, "Hey, how do you get the right message at the right touch point at the right time in front of somebody?" You know what I mean? People where they are. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Like you don't look. Hats off to all the door to door salesmen out there. Right, there's some good ones, and and I've done it in my life. But at the end of the day, when you're home and you get a knock on the door and somebody's there trying to sell you something right and they have the wrong tactics about it they've already they're already playing at a disadvantage because they're interrupting like my like almost my personal space right now the good ones the good ones know how to use that to their advantage and to to bring out the right features or benefits or, or social proof or whatever in that moment with that instant dialogue but the reality is is like look if somebody shows up to my house I can be a little off-put. So, like, how do you bridge that gap? Well, touch points is the same way. Like, if you don't know how to interact with somebody at those touch points, it can be very off-putting. Yeah. Like, hey, cool, you have all these people talking about you, but like, I don't even know what you
0: do. Yeah. It can work, but know your audience. Yeah, it's. I mean, we we brought this example up a couple different times on the podcast, right? It's like it's like dating somebody. You know your approach to that person that you're attracted to, (laughs) you know, if you come up to them that very first time and you want to marry them and that's the first question you ask them, you're most likely going to get slapped in the face or they're going to run off or whatever, right? (laughs) You know, but if you just go up to them and say, hi, my name is so-and-so, you look nice, very different message, very different approach.
1: Yeah. It's like my wife. You know, I met her. I wanted to marry her after the first time I went on a date on her, but with her. But geez, if I would have asked her that day, she would You'd have ran solo. away. Yeah. I'd be solo. Yeah, 100%. I had to take my time. I had to earn it. Yeah, I had to earn that trust.
0: Yeah, and it and that's. I mean, I love that you said earned, right? Because every one of us, like these are, the, you know, as marketers, we have to remember that that the the consumers that we're reaching out to are people, right? And We have to. I love that you said we have to meet them where they're at. You know, going back to the amount of advertisements and the amount of media that they consume, I can only imagine that there are so many products that, had they been first initially introduced to a customer in the right way, they probably would have bought them. But there's so many times where the companies probably fail because they don't meet the customer as a person where they're at. They jump the gun, they move too quick, they show them the social proof too quick, right? Or maybe all they're doing is talking about benefits and they're never showing them the social proof, you know? Or features. They, I think
1: the biggest mistake people make is they talk about features and then they go straight to buy now, here's a discount. Totally, yeah. that's. And, uh, and there's no quicker way to devalue your brand. Biggest,
0: like, yeah, I mean, I think you're spot on. That's the biggest mistake we see all the time right? Because that's the easiest thing to do. Easiest thing to do is to talk about yourself and then ask somebody to buy it. Like, Hey, we, this is the features. Yep. This is why I'm cool. This is buy why now you, want to you better with buy me. with a discount. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely, I love it, dude. So features guys or, or so, so touch points. All right. Remember the rule of seven. Okay. And like we said, it's probably more like the rule of 14 now. Yes. We have to get in front of more people more often. But we also need to remember the messaging strategy with each one of our touch points. Because if your messaging strategy is off, it doesn't matter if somebody sees you 25 times or 30 times, they're not going to buy. No. Yeah. Love it, dude. All right. Any other tips you want to leave with anybody or you feel good? I feel good about that.
1: I feel, yeah, I feel good about that. I hope, I hope everyone got something out of this that they can go and use in their strategies this week. Start thinking about that. I, I guarantee if you start thinking about your touch points and your messaging, you will find where you're probably a little misaligned yep. with your messaging and where their touch points are.
0: Yep, and I and, and remember what Mark said, where the majority of people miss is, I tell you about features and then I ask you to buy. So remember everything we've said in between all of that that you're missing out. All right, everybody, if you are not following The Unstoppable Marketer, please go make sure to like and subscribe and leave a review We'd love for you to leave some reviews. Let everybody know. Give us some social proof, right? Talking about social proof, a review for the podcast is some awesome social proof to let everybody know how much you like the content that you're getting and how actionable it is. But until now, or until next time, <laughs> I don't know what the saying is. But we'll see everybody next week. Do we have a saying? No, there's a saying, right? Like, until I don't. Know.
1: Until next time, or signing until, off. Yeah,
0: yeah. Until next time. See you later or something like that.
1: Whatever. It's a new age now.
0: Yeah, whatever. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this
1: episode of The Unstoppable Marketer Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a comment to help spread the word. Have a burning question for Trevor and Mark or a topic you'd love them to discuss? Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find the guys on Instagram at The
0: Trevor Crump. See you next time.